Welcome to KathleenWitten.org. We believe that Kathleen's message will inspire you, encourage you, and give you a fresh perspective on life. Now, here's Kathleen. This talk is called Fresh Joy, which I love that title just because I think that's what we all need. It is also how to have joy no matter the circumstances, even if it's something chronic, even if it's chronic pain, which is something that I deal with. And and all of us in our lives, no matter who you are, have something chronic. Either it's um, an emotional situation or perhaps a person that you dearly love and continue to pray for and yet you don't see any changes in them or... Um, maybe it is a physical situation for you, whatever it might be. But I am excited to share some secrets, I guess, if you will, um, that, that I do to have joy even when circumstances are not looking too good. And, you know, if we can't do that in this life, then we will probably never have joy because all of us are always going to have circumstances that we're not real excited about, and especially as mothers. I mean, you all have heard this saying that you're only as happy as your least happy child, and I think that is so true, and yet we have to even rise above that. Um, I have two children, and one is 13, and one just turned six with a vengeance. He's a little boy, and then, of course, the 13-year-old, they vacillate between being 13 and Sometimes we want to go back to age nine and then sometimes 19. And, you know, I, I'm learning as a mother that I can't base my, my joy even on their happiness because it changes. And so what do we base our joy on? Well, I want to talk about that today, and um, I'm excited to share with you. I First of all, I wanted to just list a few things that take our joy away, that sap our joy from us. And... I want to list them, and as I list them, I want to have you think, not about someone else, because that's the easiest thing to do when we go and and hear a speaker, we hear someone talk. Um, We tend to listen for someone else, especially as mothers and wives. And nine-tenths of the time we think, I wish my husband was here to hear this. So I want to just give you permission to listen for you and not for anybody else. And um, matter of fact, we're taping this, and so if you if you need someone else to hear it, they can hear it later. What saps our joy? Fear, dread, worry. Maybe that is what is sapping your joy. Trying to figure everything out. This is exhausting and addicting and it can even lead to judgment, I'm told, because I never do that and I never try to figure things out. <laughs> okay, that would be one thing for me. Physical pain, emotional pain, mental pain, chronic pain, we talked about that. Loneliness, depression, oppression saps our joy. Guilt, regret, failure or disappointment. Stress, feeling overwhelmed, feeling overcome by evil in the world. And I can't think of a generation more stressed than than we are. And I can't think of a generation more exposed to evil. Just the commonality of everyone knowing what a terrorist is and everyone knowing um, 
and, and taking it lightly when people are 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 blown to bits. I, I can't imagine um, living in a world where things were much simpler. And I would have loved that time, but it's way before our time. And so that, if we let it, can steal our joy. Just feeling overwhelmed by evil, stress, and and feeling overcome, feeling overwhelmed by our own schedules, that can totally take our joy away. Feeling purposeless, you know, who am I and what am I really doing here? What What is this life even about? What's the point? Unforgiveness, bitterness can take our joy. Having a critical, discontented spirit. You know, sometimes you can even just see that pass down through the bloodline, almost the same as as genes that are physical genes, like having your grandmother's eyes. Um, sometimes you can see in families having a critical spirit being passed down, and that can take our joy. So I want to talk about today how we can avoid that and how we can have joy, even if we have some of these other things going on in our lives that we can't control. And then finally, I would say what would take my joy, and probably yours as well, is just having the disapproval of others or feeling rejected by them. They say that the scariest thing for someone um, is to be a public speaker. And I had to laugh when I read that because I thought, well, I don't understand why. And I think Honestly, it's because we are all so afraid of being rejected and not being approved of. And so I'm learning, even though I've been speaking for a long time, I'm really learning um, to not base that uh, approval of people on whether I've done a good job or not because I'm a Christian speaker, and so I have one person to to please, and that's God for me. And although not all of you may be coming from that position and you may have different faiths, I'm going to ask you today to just allow me to be really honest about who I am when I'm talking about how to overcome and how to be joyful no matter your circumstances. I can't leave out, um, for me, God. And so would you give me the the um, opportunity to just be really honest about that. Um, I learned that from, gosh, probably about 10 or 12 years ago, uh, an association in San Antonio, quite a large association, asked me to come and speak, and I hesitated, and um, I just said, you know, sir, I, I don't know if you really want me, because I'm a Christian speaker. I'm not an inspirational speaker. I'm a Christian speaker, and and the man said, well, um, we don't care. We had a psychic last month. <laughs> and I thought, you know, we are all so afraid. And um, I have found that my friends of other faiths just appreciate it when I'm honest. And if I really believe what I believe, and I really believe with all of my heart that, that God has helped me, then I'm going to present that to you, and then you can do what you want with it, but at least you'll know that I'm being honest. And I also am not very tricky, and so I, I don't like present something and then surprise you at the end. And 
uh, I'm not going to have an altar call or anything like that. So I don't want anyone to get nervous. I'm not going to break you into small groups. You're not going to have to share. <laughs> Just get that all out of the way. Um, the reason that I have chronic pain, physical pain, is that my back is totally fused to metal rods and I can only bend my neck. And so you can imagine just <clears throat> what the body would have to do to compromise to not even be able to bend your spinal cord at all, much less um, having that much metal embedded in your, in your back. And so there's numerous reasons that I'm in pain, but um, I thought... I have something to share because sometimes you look at someone and you think, well, they don't have anything difficult going on in their life. You know, what could they teach me? But we all have things to teach one another. And I feel emphatically that my little list that I've never written before and never shared before of the secret to be joyful no matter your circumstances, I know that it's going to help all of you in one way or another. I'm just confident of that. And I'm confident that you all like me, even though maybe you don't. And that's what I tell myself when I go, maybe that's why I'm a public speaker, is because I just am in total denial in believing that everybody likes me. And I'm sure some people don't. Matter of fact, I've had people. One time after I spoke, I mean, I don't know why people feel like they've got to be real honest after you've spoken, and one lady walked up to me and said, I learned so much from your talk, and I'm so glad you came and spoke to us, but when you first walked in, I hated you, and I just wanted you to know that I was wrong. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, how do I comment about that? I've got to say this because this is just so true for me. The number one way to have joy even though circumstances, situations are difficult and painful, is to know God. And instead of like letting other people tell you about God, let your own heart go after him and seek him, and, and he says you'll find him. And so I'm so confident standing up here to say, get to know him yourself, because he's so much better than anyone could describe him to be. I can't even describe how good he is. And so let him reveal himself to you. Get to know God. When you do, he replaces all those things that, that I was just talking about that cause us to lose our joy. He'll replace them with good things. And I'll just name a few. We talked about fear and dread and worry taking our joy from us. And He'll give you love and deep contentment and gratitude instead of fear and dread and worry. And I know that to be true in my life. I know that to be true. When I was, I also had leukemia, as Susan um, described, and um, y'all are probably thinking either she's been through a lot or she's a liar or something. <laughs> but my sister said that one time she realized after she told someone all this stuff that I've been through that, that her friend was looking at her like, you're a chronic liar, you know? I don't know. But anyway, yes, I had leukemia. And when I was in the hospital, when I first was diagnosed, I just remember this horrible feeling that was, that was just um, evil and dark just come over me, that that 
where your stomach is, is just in knots and you can't think and everything's whirling around and you, you don't know whether you're going to faint or you're going to be sick. Or, and it's called fear. And I asked my husband to pray over me and he prayed 2 Timothy 1.7 that says that God has not given me a spirit of fear but power and love and a sound mind. And that spirit of fear left and never came back. And I stayed those months in the hospital without one ounce of fear. And that is the God that, that can give us joy in the midst of our circumstances. And I actually did have joy taking chemo and did have joy. And you can ask my friends. You can ask my family. It'd be nice to stand up here and say I didn't, uh, um, excuse me, say I did, even if I didn't. But I can't get away with anything in San Antonio because that's where I'm from, you know. I could go to another city and get away with a lot. But when I've got my mom in the audience and good friends in the audience that have seen me at my worst and my and my best, I can't get away with anything. So um, just know that everything I say is true. It has to be. Instead of trying to figure things out, God gives us trust and total peace. You know, one of my favorite scriptures is Psalm, uh, it's Proverbs 3. Well, I love Psalms too, but Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 10 which just says to trust in the Lord with all of your heart and not to lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he'll make your paths straight. And just to have joy that you can trust God. And so that's why I'm saying I can't pull God out of this and be honest with you in how I overcome and still have joy in the midst of a difficult time. Physical pain, emotional pain, mental pain, and chronic pain. God will either give you joy in the midst of the pain or he'll heal you. I've seen so many miracles. And yes, I was miraculously healed of leukemia. And that's a whole other story and a whole other topic. And I can really get off topic, but I don't think you'd appreciate it because you would be sitting here for a long time for us to get through. So I'm going to stay on topic today. But... I do want to share with you just a simple thing and yet a large thing. I remember a really dear, dear friend of mine shared with me that she was um, bulimic up until the time that her first child was born. And I said, how did you get over that? That's a very difficult thing to get over is any kind of addiction, first of all. And... Any addiction is born out of pain, whether it be alcoholism or, or an eating disorder, whatever it might be. It's born out of pain. And I said, how did you get over that? And she said, it just dropped into my heart from God that even if no one else loves me, God loves me. And that just changed her life. She was able to have joy and be healed and be overcome or overcome something that's very difficult to overcome because of God. He is so good. Loneliness, depression, and oppression. Um, You know, since the day that, and I, again, please let me be honest. 
since the day that I asked Jesus to come in my heart, I have not, I have not ever had a time that I thought I'm utterly and completely alone. When I was in the hospital um, having lots of blood transfusions, I had t- 27. Um, and taking chemo, and really I was given not a great prognosis for those of you that, that don't know me. I was given several weeks to live without chemo and a 50-50 chance of living through the first round. And then the type of leukemia that I have, um, I'm, I'm not even a statistic because I shouldn't be here. But I am here. Anyway, my mom was going to stay with me in the hospital, which means a lot when you're there day and night, day and night. And I'm on the oncology ward, the cancer ward, and so you hear um, code red, code blue, and usually that starts around 10 o'clock at night, and your neighbor that you had said hi to that day um, is not there the next. And it's hard. It's really hard. And my mom was going to stay with me, but she snores. And so I just said, Mom, you're going to have to be a day friend. (laughs) But see, I could still have joy in the loneliness of the darkest hours of night, hearing that and knowing what was going on next door. Um, Maybe it's a little bit like going to war and knowing that your comrades... um, to the right and to the left are gone. It's, it's, uh, it's difficult. And, you know, you may be at a place in your life right now where you feel utterly lonely, and yet I know that you can have joy in the midst of that if you have God with you. And I have to share that, to be honest. I have to. And let me also just say that he gives us growth and renewal and restoration instead of guilt and regret and failure. And instead of stress and feeling overwhelmed and feeling overcome by evil, he tells us to be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And so one of the ways that that you can get over stress from just feeling like evil is so pervasive in the world is simply doing small good things and doing them as much as you can. Um, One of the ways that I get over even feeling a lot of pain, and some days pain is worse than others, um, but when it's really, really bad, is to get up, get out of my house, and find somebody to help, find somebody to do something for. And then all of a sudden, it's like endorphins. You feel better. Overcome evil with good. And we forget that. And it's so simple, but it can change your life. Instead of feeling purposeless or who am I, um, what, is, what is my purpose in this life, God really has shown that he will give us meaning in life and he will give us miracles in life. And he gave me and my husband, our, our little boy Storm, who is adopted, um, a total miracle that child is to be here. He's about the third or fourth child to be adopted from the country Armenia, which is right next to Turkey. 
and they never let their children be adopted until around 2001. And we've always had a dream since 1986 to adopt a child, to help a child. And just to not be afraid to fulfill your dreams even though you might have difficulty in your life. That brings such joy. I remember feeling like, gosh, you know, who am I to think that I can take on another child when I already have a little girl and I'm in chronic pain so much and, and I've been through so much. At that time, I'd already been through leukemia and, and I just remember hearing so clearly in my heart, a mother is better than no mother, you know? And sometimes even though you may not be or may not think of yourself as the best person to comfort someone, having a person to comfort someone is better than having no one, you know? And so often we'll have joy if we'll just simply be a friend to someone or if we'll just simply do what is a little scary to do, even if a lot of people are telling us not to do it. And believe me, we had people that I love very much sending us videos of 60 Minutes and how bad adoption is and every story that turned out bad, you know. So it can be very discouraging to try to have joy and try to still fulfill your purpose in life. But you can do it just by believing that you're better than having nothing. Isn't that a simple thing? It's so simple to me to say, well, I may not be the best person to tell her about such and such, but I'm better than nothing. And that brings such joy in our lives when we can just be something to someone. You know, my son Storm told me one time to, I think he was around four, and he'll probably hate this story when he gets older. I just thought about it. Um, I said, Storm, you're so smart, and you are so adorable, and you are so good, and, 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 and good. I mean, you know things. You, you, you could be anything you wanted in the whole wide world. And I remember we were parked outside the post office right next to Central Market. I was looking at him, and his little eyes, well, big eyes, big brown eyes, and long eyelashes got really big. I said, you could be an architect and design tall, wonderful buildings, or you could be an artist and, and paint landscapes, or you could be a doctor and discover wonderful cures to things. You could be anything you want. What do you think you might want to be? And he said, a oh, mommy. I mean, joy in the midst of chronic pain, joy in the midst of difficult circumstances, joy because I'm not the best mom, but I'm better than no mom. You may not be the best friend for someone, but you're better than no friend. You may not be what you consider to be much, but you're better than nothing. And I believe that with all of my heart that that we need to not be afraid to reach out to other people, even in extreme situations. Um, meaning my husband went around the world basically two times to go get that little boy. And just not being afraid to do that, uh, that gives me such joy, following through with, with dreams. And then I guess I'll just say 
overcoming rejection instead of having rejection or other people's disapproval. And you know, God has really given us approval and acceptance. And it is so thrilling for me to be able to say to you today that God understands you, even if no one else understands you. And one of the things that is the most difficult thing for me personally, just my most difficult thing, is to feel misunderstood. And sometimes I have to just say, God understands me. Because sometimes we don't even understand ourselves. But the hardest is when you feel like with all of your heart you tried or with all of your heart you're doing your best or with all of your heart and you're still misunderstood. God understands you. So I would say number one is God. I, I had to get that out. So I hope that was okay because that is just something that is in my heart. The number two secret to staying joyful, no matter the circumstances, I kind of mentioned, but that is just focus on other people instead of yourself. And I would say that that begins with just listening. Listen. So often we go someplace thinking about what we're going to say. And just listen. And when you listen, so often you'll be able to hear something that you can do to help that person or encourage that person and focusing on them instead of focusing on pain. Sometimes when I'm in a lot of pain, I'll go to the grocery store and just, you know, get a few items because we always need a few items. You feel like as a mother that you are at the grocery store every single day, but just see who you can bless, see who you can help, who can you talk to. It's amazing what will come in your path. And that sounds like, well, what a waste of time. No, because the biggest waste of time is self-pity. And the only thing I know to get over that is to get your compassion and all the things that God put in us that's supposed to be directed towards other people. Take it off yourself and get it back on them. We're supposed to have compassion towards others and not always focus on ourselves. And if you're in any kind of pain, it is joyful to focus on other people. Number three, get a sense of humor. And I say get because a lot of people say don't you know, give up your sense of humor or keep your sense of humor. And some people literally don't have one. They need to get one. And, and I was kind of like a little bit like that as a young child. I was a lot more melancholy than maybe other children. I was hyper-responsible, oldest child, you know. So I had to sort of learn a sense of humor. I've even learned more and more of a sense of humor being married to my husband of 18 years who thinks everything's funny. And now we've kind of switched roles, but um, just to kind of say, keep laughing. When, when I was in the hospital and, and um, my hair was falling out, and I had long, long, long blonde hair to the middle of my back. I look at pictures now, and I think, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it was that long. And, and I look like a pony. Why didn't anyone tell me, you know? And my ponytail was like a Shetland pony, and no one told me. But anyway, it was falling off finally. 
but I had so much hair. I had enough hair to stuff a mattress for sure. I had so much hair that you couldn't even tell it was falling out, but it was hurting. You know, when you have that kind of chemotherapy and the hair falls out, it was hurting. Your hair follicles hurt. And so I needed to have it shaved off. And I called my hairdresser at that time, who was from Nicaragua, and she just kept saying, oh, Kathleen, I just don't think I can do this. And I said, you can. I promise you can. So she came, and she came with her scissors, and then she came with her shaver. And she was just hysterically upset, much more upset than I was. And then my mom was there. And we um, ended up having the most hilarious, fun time shaving my hair off because I thought, well, I can either be sad and be totally self-focused and be pitiful or I can think this is pretty funny and it actually did get pretty funny and I don't think I was that funny, but I thought I was really funny. And they were taking it off and I would look in the mirror and I'd be like, you are so low maintenance. <laughs> and I would just say different things like that. In the meantime, my poor little hairdresser from Nicaragua was like, I just can't even look. It is so sad. I just don't know what I'm going to do. You know, and then my mom from East Texas is like, oh, I have not seen your profile like that in your little bald head since you were a baby, you know. And doctors and nurses are coming in, and it was just funny. It was fun. And um, I, I just think that in anything we go through, we can look for the humor. We can look for the joy in things. Or we can focus on ourselves, or we can focus on others. So... I would say, you know, if you don't have a sense of humor, watch people that do and, and get one. You can get one. It's good. Number five, to have joy no matter how much is going on in your life is just to live today today. You know, so often we're looking in the past. So many people just live in the past. And that is really a way to sap your joy. Because you miss today thinking about yesterday. And you, you can really easily live in regrets. And then some people always live in the future. They're barely here today because they're always living in the future. And it's real subtle that that can happen. It can even be you sitting here now going, gosh, I wonder what I'm going to have for dinner. You know? And you're not really here. Or I need to do this this afternoon. Just be where you are while you're there. And that can give so much joy because then you can start noticing colors and you can start noticing the things that children notice. And um, it, it can just be such a delightful time because we're always going to have something to worry about and we're always going to have somewhere to go and something we need to do. But what about just enjoying where we are right here, right now? And that is something that has brought me such joy. And it's a fun thing to learn because you can kind of keep yourself accountable by thinking, am I thinking about the past? Am I thinking about the future? Or am I right here? And when I started pursuing that, I realized I was never right here while I was here. I wasn't. Even if my children were talking to me, I was thinking about something else. Like, I need to go pick up that room. And, you know, I wasn't really enjoying them. And so learning to just enjoy the people in our lives will bring us such joy, even though we might have chronic situations, even though we might have reason to hurt, even though we might have circumstances that are difficult, because we always will have difficult circumstances. 
while we're in this world. We always will. I think that I'll end by saying number six, to, to keep joy in your life, even though circumstances are difficult, is to have an eternal perspective. I don't know how you could have joy unless you had an eternal perspective. And what I mean by that is just knowing that this life is very quick and very fleeting. And I thought, how can I give an example of that? Why would you have joy knowing that a difficult life is fleeting? Well, because we have heaven, we have eternity to look forward to. But I thought, I still need a better example for this. And I thought of my husband, and he's so sweet because he kind of lets me reveal all these things about my family and about him and you know people that get my cds will go up and ask him about things and he's just like how did they know you know they don't even live in texas and they're emailing about my beard and he's just like oh no he shaved it by the way i'm so glad just for him some people look good in beards that's not a good thing um there are certain kind of parties that my husband does not like to go to. And usually it's the ones that are just really small, and, and I hope that I'm not telling any kind of parties that we've been to at your house right now. <laughs> this is why it's hard to talk in San Antonio. I can say anything I want in Milwaukee, and nobody's offended. But you know men, and there's just certain things that you know your husband doesn't like to do. But if I tell him, we're only going to be there for a little while. All of a sudden, he can kind of lay back and enjoy it while he's there. And that's what I want to tell you today. You know, I want you to get to know God if you don't already know him, because we're only going to be here a little while. And there's a great thing about that, is that even though our circumstances and even though our lives might be difficult or painful, you can almost kick back and enjoy where you are and enjoy the things that are good in your life knowing this isn't forever. You know? This isn't forever. I have doctors say one of the things that most causes depression is when something is chronic because there's no end to it. And I thought, there sure is an end to it. We're not here very long. And to me, that's not sad. That's a happy thing. You all look really sad all of a sudden. <laughs> that's a happy thing because this earth can be pretty hard, but we have so much to look forward to. We have so many things to look forward to, and yet we also have so many good things on this earth, our children and our friends and the things that, that God has given us. So just to be grateful. I would say it's my last one to have joy, just to be grateful. I do not like cats. I just thought I'd share that with you all. And um, so we, we now have two. And one of them's name is Tom Tom. And when you walk in the room, Tom Tom purrs. He's just so grateful to be alive. He's just so grateful to live in our house. And I guess wouldn't it be nice if if God walked by and you just purred, you know? If you just kind of said, I'm so grateful. 
and just maybe even saying to people that love you or that have helped you, I'm so grateful to you. Um, am I always joyful? No, I've had times that I've had difficult. I mean, sometimes the pain is too much. Have I always reacted correctly and rightly? No. Will I? No. Will you? No. But we need to offer each other mercy and we need to offer each other encouragement. We need to offer each other um, joy. And maybe you might need to teach someone you love to have a sense of humor. That always helps. But um, most of all, I just wanted to share with you that you can have joy no matter your circumstances. And I appreciate your having me come and speak. And I like cats now. Now that I have two. We hope that you've enjoyed Kathleen's message. To order a copy of this and other messages, please call us in San Antonio, Texas at 210-822-5500 or toll free outside the San Antonio area, 877-397-7773. That's 1-877-397-7773. Visit our website, KathleenWitten.org, K-A-T-H-L-E-E-N-W-H-I-T-T-E-N.org. Thank you.